All You Need to Know, the BQ Prime podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and thanks so much for listening in. Happy Monday to you. Over the next few minutes, we'll tell you everything that you need to know to start your week on the right foot. I'm Alex Matthew and this is the Daily Morning Update from BQ Prime. Today is the 27th of February. In the top news, the Central Bureau of Investigation has arrested Delhi's Deputy Chief Minister Manish Sisodia yesterday after eight hours of questioning him in connection with alleged corruption in the implementation of the now-scrapped liquor policy for 21-22. Sisodia is the second Ahmadmi Party leader after Satyinder Jain to get arrested on corruption charges and will be produced in the court on Monday. He heads 18 departments of the Delhi government and is central to the Ahmadmi Party's politics. He was also being probed for his alleged creation of a feedback unit to collect political intelligence against the Ahmadmi Party's rivals. The Home Ministry last week granted sanction to prosecute Sisodia in the second case. The CBI had initially asked the Ahmadmi Party to appear for questioning on the 19th of February, but he had asked for a week's time in order to make the Delhi's budget. He serves as the finance minister for Delhi, and the CBI has agreed to that request. Moving on to corporate news, Hindustan Zinc might have to explore alternative financial strategies other than handing out cash for the proposed $2.98 billion acquisition of Vedanta's zinc assets, according to a government official. That's according to a report in the Mint. The government may ask the company to consider share swaps or warrants or rights issues to purchase these assets rather than using cash reserves. In international news, a laboratory leak was most likely the origin of the COVID-19 pandemic, and that's according to findings by the U.S. Energy Department. A classified intelligence report provided to the White House and key members of Congress said that the virus likely spread due to a mishap at a Chinese laboratory. That's a report by the Wall Street Journal. China has long hit back at any suggestion that the COVID-19 virus originated in a lab. Now, UAE's national carrier Emirates is exploring a code-share agreement with the Tata Group-run Air India, according to a senior Emirates official. For outbound and inbound international traffic in India, Emirates is currently the largest foreign carrier and in fact the third largest overall after Indigo and Air India, with nearly a 10% share, according to data from the Directorate General of Civil Aviation between October and December. But Air India's plan to dramatically increase its scale of operations could be a direct challenge to Emirates and several other airlines as it looks to serve customers that were previously traveling through the Middle East to Europe and to the US. In international markets this morning, the three early rises have started with cuts. This follows the continued selling at the end of last week in the US markets. The Nikkei 225 in Japan was trading with cuts of about two-tenths of a percent, while the Australian benchmark and the Kospi in South Korea were lower by over a percent in trade. And with that, it's over to Neeraj Shah for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning, Neeraj. Could be a wobbly start to the week, right? Based on the picture that is currently seen in the global markets. Good morning, Alex, and thanks for that. Yes, it does seem to be a possibility of a wobbly start considering what's happening around the world. 
But I must also mark that the Nifty is trading very close to a cluster of supports, and it's at a critical make or break level of a of a of a proposed bounce. Now, CK Narayan in his weekly column says that we expect a rally this week. Let's see if we indeed obey some of these bounces and bounce back from these levels. Remember, globally exposed and interest rate sensitives are the most vulnerable currently, and from within the specific pockets, these are the ones to watch out for. Metals, as you know, cracked massively in Friday's session. Uh, Hindalco down about five percent, Nalco down four and a half, Vedanta, JSW Steel, all of these fell on fairly high volumes, and therefore these remain uh, key monetarables as well. Uh, frankly, from amongst the standout performers of last week, which should be focused on this week, watch out for oil and gas and consumer durable pockets, the likes of Gale. Uh, some of the other uh, oil and gas names or consum- consumption names, consumer discretionary, Whirlpool, Voltas, Dixon, etc. All of them are a bit of a bounce. And if indeed the market continues to move, find support at the clusters that I spoke about, then these are pockets that you might want to concentrate on. From among specific stocks, I'll watch out for Paytm. Sunil Mittal apparently is seeking a stake in Paytm by folding Airtel Payments Bank into Paytm Payments Bank in a stock deal. He's also seeking to buy Paytm shares from other shareholders, uh, and sources have told Bloomberg that talks are in early stages and the Airtel and Paytm deal. Paytm may not reach a deal as well. This is all source-based information to Bloomberg. Adani Ports released that they've crossed 300 million tons of cargo handling in 329 days till Feb 23rd. Now this is better than the last year, and if they manage to do another million tons a day, this is my analysis. If they manage to do about a million tons a day. Going ahead, then they might reach the revised lower guidance of 335 million tons, which they had suggested in the quota call. It'll be interesting to see if they indeed do that. Uh, SpiceJet, uh, the company's board will meet today to consider the issue of shares on the preferential issues, preferential basis, and raising fresh capital through issue of eligible securities to QIBs. This was due to happen on the 24th, and now happening today. So this is one to watch out for. And lastly, a couple of brokerage notes very quickly. Bofa came out with a note on fintech, saying that the supply of shares from from existing shareholders might continue and might remain an overhang on some of the fintech names to watch out for. Nike apparently has the smallest non-promoter stake currently, and on real estate, Jefferies has come out with a note saying that valuations are now at pre-rera reform levels, ignoring the much improved sector discipline. They believe that post the larger correction seen for residential developers like Godrej Properties and Loda, versus mixed-use developers like DLF and Oberoi, they continue to favor the former, and they like uh, the likes of Godrej Properties and Loda. Let's wait and watch if the market comes to buy some of these names at lower levels during the course of the month or two, or do they continue to languish? With that, it's back to you. Thanks, Neeraj, and as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day.